1: Now,
2: here's the issue. Everyone that gets saved during that tribulation comes to Christ. They're going to have to say no to the mark of the beast. And as they go on, it gets more difficult because you can't buy or sell anything. You know, we kind of experienced that the other day, going to the stores, right? When the hurricane thing comes, you go and you go to your food store. There's no food in here. Well, that's exactly what's going to happen. There's going to be food, but they can't get it because they haven't accepted the worship of the mark of the beast.
0: In some places around the world, life's pretty tough if you're a Christ follower. People are being run out of their houses and out of town. Many are being killed simply for following Jesus. But Pastor Mark will be teaching today that what is seen now doesn't even compare to the persecution that will happen to those who reject the mark of the beast and choose to follow Jesus. You'll learn why people will reject the peace and prosperity that the Antichrist seems to offer and the hardships that people will experience because of their willingness to side with Jesus. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Revelation as he continues his message, The Church That Jesus Designed.
1: Your
2: lessons Remember one of the first things Jesus did when he came here, he says, the kingdom of God is on hand. Repent and believe. So one of the great things these guys are going to do, they're going to have a message for true repentance, and they will give people a chance to repent. Now, let me just stop for a second. You can't become a Christian unless you choose to become a Christian. And you can't be a Christian unless the Holy Spirit opened your heart to want to be a Christian. But the final thing is you, an individual. It's not God. God will never force anybody to a believer. You must wish and choose of your own will to do it. Pride keeps most people from being Christians. So you have to get rid of the pride and say, God, I want you. So here's what they're doing. They're giving people a chance to repent, but they have to do it themselves. Now, at the end of their three-and-a-half-year ministry on the earth, during all that time, they will be killed, dead. And they'll be left lying in the streets for three-and-a-half days. And the world celebrates like crazy. Yeah, our God, Antichrist, he won again. This is fantastic. And what's interesting in the Bible when you see this, it says that it's in view of the whole world. Now, 2,000 years ago, what did you have that in one country to another country, you could view something? Pastor Mark, I had my old brownie camera. You could do that? No, you didn't. 2,000 years ago, you had nothing. Isn't the Bible amazing? It says the whole world will see it. That doesn't surprise you today, does it? In two seconds, you see what's happening in Japan and uh, here and there and there and there and there. Instantly, we do it. That's 2,000 years ago. God knows what he's doing in case you don't know. Okay? So the whole world is doing what? Hey, look at my cell phone here. Look at this. It's probably cell phones like this big or maybe it's in your eye now. I don't know what it'll be when that happens. You say, look at this. This is great. These guys said that Jesus was real. They're dead. Well, how's God going to handle that? The people are laughing. Well, what happens is this. Supernaturally, while the people are still laughing and having fun, God raises them from the dead and transfers them to heaven in front of them. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Did you take a visit? No, it's so fast. What happened? Where do they go? Right to heaven. You, went, you know, I don't know. If, I'm sure God laughs. Look at us. He's got to laugh. <laughs> but when he sees that, he kind of has to go like this. <clears throat> Thought they were dead, eh? No, I'm the one true God. Whoop. They come to life and go back to heaven. Wonderful. Amen? Amen. Are you glad to have a supernatural God? Yes. Amen. Not a deceptive God one. Well, there's one more, actually two. Look at Revelation 14, 6. Then I saw another angel flying in the midair, and he had the eternal gospel. Circle that in your Bible. The gospel isn't temporary. It's for all eternity. That's how people get to heaven, and there's only one way. To proclaim to those who live on the earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people, there we have an angel as a witness. An angel. Everybody else is a human. This is an angel, created being, angel. Look at verse 7. He said in a loud voice, the angel, fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of the water. So this angel was commissioned to bring the message to every group of people on the earth. This is another clear picture in the middle of God's judgment and wrath. This is a picture of God's heart for the lost. It's a picture of his heart. He's always, and the angel said there's only one Savior. Worship him. He's God. So the angel was commissioned to take that to every people group on the earth. Now many people, when we read that, and back, back in Matthew 24, you'll see it in a moment. When we read that, We usually only read it one way. Jesus says this, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. Read it together with me, last line. And then the end will come. So we're thinking, we got to get it out to everybody. We got to get it out to everybody. It's going to happen. Well, that is true. But we'll never get it out to everybody. We just keep trying. But what's the angel going to do? He will go to everybody. He can get there way better than you can. He just flies there. Boom, he's there. Now, when is that going to be fulfilled? During the tribulation. That's when it's going to be fulfilled. Should we be trying to fulfill it right now? Absolutely. Where to go? You'll see that. Where to go? Remember the Great Commission? Go into all the world. But it will be finalized by an angel supernaturally. We see again God's love, God's grace, God's heart for lost people. Now, why did God send 144,000 Jewish evangelists, two prophets, an angel? Why did He do that? Well, I just kind of said it to you, but here's why. Look at Second Peter. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends: With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Why did Jesus come to this earth? To save the whole world. See, God is not happy when people reject him. So he's giving all unbelievers an amazing, graceful chance with Jewish evangelists, two prophets, an angel. You know what? I personally believe, and I can't, I'll just say this. I, that's why I said personally. I believe other things will happen. It's just in my mind. I don't know. I can't prove it. But I believe that probably there'll be another group of people that will share the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe Gentile witnesses You see, when you see all these people coming to Christ, they're not just going to be Jews. There's going to be tons of Gentiles. And if a Gentile comes to Christ, what do you think is going to be on their heart? Wow, my whole background's gone. God, I failed him before, but here I am. Because see, when you watch what's going to happen in the tribulation, guaranteed there'll be people that sit in our churches for years and years and years. Ever since the church began, they're religious, they're good moral people, but they never turned over to Christ. And here comes the tribulation. They miss the rapture, they're in the tribulation, and they know, they may be able to keep, I don't know if they'll be able to keep a Bible. Maybe they'll start going through and go, whoa, what that pastor said, or what that individual that witnessed to me said was really true. And when I see that happening, when they see an angel coming saying, Honor God, repent, get right. When they see Jewish guys go out like Billy Graham's, I was watching Billy Graham just before I came. That guy could preach, baby. He had an anointing on him that nobody else had. These guys will have that anointing and they'll feel so happy. It's so good. I can't keep it to myself. And they'll start witnessing to other people. I believe that will happen. And that means that's going to be the greatest revival, all those people coming to the Lord that you and I have ever seen. Why? The tribulation is a dark time, but Jesus is the light of the world. And see, they're going to go and they're going to just say, wow, wow, wow. Now here's the issue. Everyone that gets saved during that tribulation comes to Christ. They're going to have to say no to the mark of the beast. And as they go on, it gets more difficult because you can't buy or sell anything. You know, we kind of experienced that the other day, going to the stores, right? When the hurricane thing comes, you go and you go to your food store. There's no food in here. Well, that's exactly what's going to happen. There's going to be food, but they can't get it because they haven't accepted the worship of the mark of the beast. And most of these people will be martyred for their faith. Look at this statement I made during the tribulation millions of people will be saved, but many will be killed and martyred for their faith. Turn to Revelation 6, 9. When he opened the fifth seal, Jesus, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and the testimony they had maintained. Now notice, they just, just didn't come to Christ. They maintained a testimony that they were Christians. Now, what does that mean? Well, for one thing, it would mean this. You want to live? Deny Jesus Christ. We see that all over the world today. Do you know there's thousands of martyrs killed every year in the world? Thousands. When you see this, it says, who had been slain? by the word of God and the testimony they had maintained, they called out in a loud voice, they're in heaven. How long, sovereign Lord, holy and true, until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood? See, the fifth seal introduces us to, again, another multitude of people that have come to Christ under the altar of God who are saved out of the great tribulation. But they're martyrs. Because they're witness to the truth in God's word and Jesus Christ. See, that caused them, to the Antichrist, to go kill them, martyr them, get rid of them. They represent all who lay down their lives for Christ today. It's the same picture we have around the world. It's not so much here in the United States, but it will be coming, just like any part of our world will be, that you're going to have to either stand for Jesus Christ, you're going to have to deny him. I don't know when that will come, but it's happening to many of our missionaries. We have to continue to pray for them. Now, their murderers were still alive on the earth. But the martyrs were in heaven. They were at rest. They were robed in heavenly glory. And they were waiting for one thing, God's judgment on these murderers. And they're basically asking God, God, how long before you judge the earth... For those people who kill this and bring vengeance on them. And they're basically told by God this. You have to wait a short season until their number be complete. And they are given white robes in this comfort. In other words, there's more Christians coming to the Lord. They're going to be martyred too. But they're going to join you in heaven with me. Now look at verse 9. Revelation 7, 9. Next chapter. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude. Underline this next four words. That five words that no one could count. Massive, massive doesn't mean you, you, eventually you couldn't count the number, but just massive, massive. From every nation, tribe, people, and language. Standing before the throne in front of the Lamb, they were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. Remember another time that happened? Jesus came into Jerusalem, and they bowed down. They put their... Remember all the palms down in front of them? A few days later, most of those people said, crucify them, crucify them, crucify them. This is very different. They're in heaven. They made it. And what I like when you see that, that multitude, nobody, nobody basically could count them. Every nation, tribe, people standing there before the Lamb. I have no idea what it will be like one day to stand before Jesus. To be honest, I think most of us won't be standing will be bowing before Jesus. Because the only reason you got there is Jesus. Did we earn it? Not a chance. Not a chance. We have so much to be grateful for. So here's the way I wrote it. A great multitude of people are going to come to Christ during the tribulation. And there won't be any way to number them. They represent all the nations and tribes and peoples and the tongues from all over the earth. What? does this incredible revival say to you and me today? What is the application God is trying to say to us? Well, here's what I believe. Jesus gave this command 2,000 years ago. Look at this simple command, but it needs to be followed today. Mark sixteen fifteen, And then he told them, his disciples, go into what? Go into Jerusalem? No. All the world. Just as we heard. Into all the world and preach the what? To everyone. Just the Africans? Just the Spanish? No. To everyone. It's exactly the same thing we just see here. See, what it should say to us is this. Lost people still matter to God. Do they matter to us? I want you to meditate on that this week. Do lost people matter to me? When we teach as pastors, we want to... The main teaching is to get you to understand God's love and grace, to take it. Because you're the ones that get out and minister. Us as well, but just as an individual. We're here to mature and grow you and see how great God is. And how loving He is. And how many chances He gives us over and over again. But we have to love the lost. That's what Jesus did. And I think this is a... Over the last, maybe a month or two, God has just been speaking to me about a term, and I don't even know where it's going. The term is, it's time for another revival. It's time for the church to be about God's business. Now, we're always about it, but I think if you read the book of Revelation toward the front, you have different churches that God speaks to, and some of them he spoke to became what? Lukewarm. Not much zeal. Just think about me. He said, Well, Pastor Martin, none of us do that. No, all of us do that. We just think about ourselves a lot. That's our old sin nature. So you just pray about that with me. I don't even know what that means. When I was on on the trip, I was talking with Jackson and Brian. They not knowing that I had said anything, they basically said God had been speaking to them exactly the same thing. That it's time. You know, one of the things I have at home is from one of the books, one of the Gospels, and it says the people just jammed in the churches and they couldn't get into It's not about numbers. They couldn't get into the churches because Jesus was there. Can I tell you? Jesus is here every weekend. He's here in our services. He's here in our life. Man. And, And so just keep that in your heart. I don't know what that will ever go into, but... Even when we were in the garden, I prayed. And I prayed something about a revival. And I had nothing, in, in, uh, nothing written. I, it just felt like God was just saying, use that word revival. And by the way, the revival doesn't start with numbers of people. It starts with me and it starts with you. It's not a group thing. It starts with each one of us. Now, when you see that happening, that to me just goes back to what we started many years ago. How many of you remember one of the five C's? communicate the good news to everyone everywhere that's one of our core values for all of us we take that mandate from jesus very seriously go into the world now why do we do this and i'm going to summarize this quickly because it took us a little while at the front to get through i'll just show you this why doesn't everybody just automatically become a believer if you're not a Christian, why wouldn't you just automatically come and believe? I don't want to go through that, man. That's miserable. You know, What do I have to do? Well, here's why. Let me just look at it quickly, and then I'm going to finish. The God of his age, Satan, has blinded the minds of unbelievers. Of who? Unbelievers. So that they cannot see the light of what? The gospel. Of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. It doesn't make any sense to them. It may not make any sense to you. That's why we have to go to the unbeliever and say, it does make sense. Because, you know, their eyes were darkened during the tribulation, but God turned the light on by sending all those witnesses to share the gospel. And you and I have that same challenge. It's still happening to us. Satan hates God. He hates salvation. He hates the kingdom of God. But we have the answer. Now, after hearing this, some of you here I want to ask you a question. If you died tonight, going home, do you know that you would be in heaven? See, if you don't know, you need to know. You need to know. And the only way to know that is John fourteen six. Jesus answered, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And I want to challenge you. You say, well, Pastor Mark, I'm just going to wait till the tribulation comes. You should have heard enough tonight to go, that's the worst decision you'll ever make in your whole life. Am I right? Why did God tell us this? Because today is a day of salvation. And some of you know right now that you would not go to heaven. It's not about being a person that's good. You can't work your way. The angel didn't go around and was. how many good works do you have? Let's see. No, he said, repent. Jesus is the only way. Let's bow our heads right now. Father, thanks for the word. Thanks for your truth. Thank you that you're so gracious to us. Thank you that that commandment from you long ago, to go and share the gospel, to go and make disciples, it's still very active today. And if you're here tonight, and you want to accept Jesus Christ, here's what you have to do. You have to know that you're a sinner. You have to acknowledge that before God. God, I know my sin separates from you. You have to know that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. And then you have to just say, God, I'm sorry for my sins. I want to accept Jesus Christ and put your faith and trust in
0: him. And don't wait. Today is the day to do it. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark spoke about the Great Tribulation and how the Antichrist would treat those who didn't follow him. He reminded you that for the people who became Christians after the rapture, the times would be very hard. You also learned, however, that God would be watching over his people and would give them grace to endure. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching the church that Jesus designed. You'll be talking about the deceitfulness of the world and how it tries to keep people from knowing about and paying attention to God. You'll come to understand more clearly the big difference between the truthfulness of God and the treachery of Satan and how to tell them apart. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right.
1: In a hurry